everyone. This is Steve Donnie with the Homeschool Hope Podcast. And I've got a really exciting show for you today because I have uh, an interview with Andrew Pudua lined up. Andrew Pudua is the founding founder, principal, speaker, and director of the Institute in Excellence in Writing. He is presented throughout North America. He dresses with clarity, insight, practical experience, and, and welcomed humor issues relating to teaching, writing, thinking, spelling, and music. His seminars for parents, students, and teachers have helped transform many a reluctant writer and have equipped educators with powerful tools to dramatically improve student skills. If you've not heard him before, uh, he is a fantastic speaker and has uh, exceptional resources, and we have him on the line with us today. So we're going to listen to his interview in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to take care of a little bit of announcements and some resources. Uh, First of all, you want to make sure that you go to the resource page today, which is episode number 15, because on it you will find all kinds of resources that he mentions in the interview, and you won't want to miss linking to them. Uh, Secondly, The affiliate focus for today is Liberty Classroom. Liberty Classroom is a unique resource for people to be able to learn history, economics, government, uh, other subjects like that on the go or online. Uh, They are uh, great teachers there who will be able to instruct you from a Liberty perspective on the issues of history and economics and so forth. And you're able to access all of the classes there uh, for about $100 a year. And uh, that's an unbelievable price. I think there's 12 or 13 courses now, all taught by uh, academics in the field. And it's just a great resource. You can either watch the videos online, the DVDs online, uh, or you can listen to the audios and uh, learn it that way. And uh, it's not only for students, like your homeschooling students, but it's also for their parents to refresh them on the issues that maybe they missed in school. So check out Liberty Classroom, and you don't want to miss out on that resource. Uh, Thirdly, be sure that you are a subscriber to the show so you don't miss any of the episodes. And there's an iTunes feed as well as a Stitcher feed in the show notes, and you can click on either of those, and that will help you subscribe. And while you're there, why don't you go ahead and give a review uh, for the show. That will, of course, help us be able to Uh, be found more easily on iTunes or Stitcher and uh, get the word out about the show. Thank you all for uh, your uh, listening and thank you for subscribing to the show and uh, thank you for telling other people about the show. All right, so with that now, let's go ahead and turn our attention to this interview with Andrew Pudua. Well, Andrew Pudua, I thank you very much for being on the Homeschool Hope podcast today and taking your time with us. And uh, I've already explained a little bit about who you are, but why don't you take just a couple of minutes to explain who you are and uh, a little bit about your family. Sure. Thanks, uh, Steve. It's great to be with you. I always think these podcasts are so uh, convenient and helpful and help us through uh, dark little moments when we think, is this all worth it? Am I really doing the right thing? And then we hear a voice of encouragement. So I commend you in uh, being persistent in doing this good. Um, I have uh, seven children. Uh, Six are grown. One uh, thinks she's grown. Uh, Six of them are girls. Uh, One boy. He's number six in the lineup. And we've been homeschooling for, well, you know, it all depends on when do you actually start. You know, if you count it from, I suppose, you know, age five or six, then it would be uh, pushing 21 years now. But uh, I I think, as I suspect you do, that really 
you know, home education starts at birth. So right. if you were to count it that way, it would be more like almost 30. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so we uh, we began homeschooling and um, have moved around a lot. I was teaching violin full-time in uh, 87, 88, 89 when we began this journey. And in 1995, I started a little business called Institute for Excellence in Writing. And uh, by then, we were up to uh, child number five, I think, four okay. five. And... Um, got an opportunity to travel around a bit and do some seminars for helping parents help their children learn to to write better, you know, English composition, mm -hmm. and got a little bit of opportunity to speak at some homeschool conventions and uh, meanwhile getting more interested in the classical approach to homeschool curriculum. And, and then in 1999, uh, went full-time into this uh, Institute for Excellence in Writing. So... That's uh, probably a little bit of background for my my family. I, I would say uh, every child kind of has had a different education. It's, it's like as soon as you figure out, ah, this is what I'll do, uh, the next child comes along and has some kind of different interests or issues or problems or gifts, and it just seems like a, a constantly adjusting uh, system, if you could call it a system at all. <laughs> yeah, boy, isn't that the truth? We've experienced that, no doubt. So you you, um, you actually started homeschooling probably back when it was a strange thing to do. Yeah, we uh, we didn't know a lot of people. Um, uh, I um, I got interested in in the classical approach. And uh, that was really new at that mm -hmm. time, the whole idea of, of what's a classical, what's, what are liberal arts, what are great books. I mean, aren't all books great? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, we ended up uh, moving to um, Idaho, Moscow, Idaho, so that uh, one of my older daughters could attend uh, Logos School there. And so she was she was in their classical high school, and that's when we – started meeting more homeschoolers in that area and really had kind of a little group going. But, yes, it's changed a lot in the 20-some years since we began. Yeah, exactly. So what was it that um, was kind of the catalyst to have you all want to start homeschooling? You, you kind of hinted at the idea that you were, you were homeschooling before the actual schooling uh, time began. But what was it that you said, you know, I think we'll just keep our kids home and keep schooling them or something? Well, there were, I think, several factors that coalesced. I can't say it was some great religious conviction. It was more, um, you know, a, a subtle prompting amplified by the problem of not wanting them to go into public schools and uh, trying to keep my wife home and support the family on a violin teacher's salary didn't leave a lot of leeway for for private schools, right. and uh, homeschooling looked like an, an option. I also had a home business at the time, uh, so I kept uh, the older girls uh, were able to stay home and help me uh, run this little business, which was tremendously helpful, good for me, good for them, good for the family. Oh, yeah. And I, I fell off the wagon a couple times. I put a couple kids in school now and then for various reasons and, you know, bit the bullet and paid the tuition. But one thing I noticed is even when you put your kids in school, 
you still have to teach them everything anyway. So what's the point? You, know, you have to re-explain the math and drill them on the spelling and go over the history. And so I thought, you know, why why bother pay the tuition? Let's just uh, jump in. So daughter number four uh, never went to a school of any sort until she went to uh, college where she majored in uh, philosophy and theology and is now 24, is that possible? Wow. Uh, married to a, ma a man who's finishing law school, William & Mary, out in your neck of the woods. Oh, yeah, right there. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's now working on her master's in speech pathology. So right. uh, it's just so funny how you, you know, you, you kind of worry about things. Uh, and then once they're all grown, you think, wow, all those things that worried you so much <laughs> really weren't that important in the big picture. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's true. Well, let, let's kind of back up for a moment and see if there's anything that you could say was probably the biggest challenge that you faced when it came to homeschooling. Well, I don't know that there would have been one single biggest challenge, but there always seemed to be the biggest challenge of the moment, which was usually related to the child at the time that was struggling with something or needed mm -hmm. something special. The you know, the having seven children all about three some years apart um, means that you are you're dealing with a wide spectrum. You've yeah, got exactly. teenagers and you've got little kids and you're trying to to manage it all. So I guess it's that that you know diversity of of what to do with with children of all different ages and interests and challenges and aptitudes and you know how do you juggle those plates? That I think is probably almost everybody's biggest challenge. Sure, yeah, especially if you've got a larger family. If you have a couple of kids, it's not so bad, but when you have seven or, you know, like what you've got, that's significant. So, And what about, yeah. uh, what, what about a, um, a success story or a success a situation where you were able to do something uh, as a family or your kids were able to achieve something because they homeschooled? Well... One of the great things is you have so much freedom. You, you don't have to obey the schedules of the world. Right. So I, I would guess if I could kind of look at the big picture and, and kind of and zoom out a little bit, it would be the opportunities for travel. Oh, sure. Um, you know, we've, we've taken the whole family to South America for a couple months. We've right. been to Ireland. My children... Uh, most of them have been on trips to homeschool conventions, working the booth with me. Uh, my wife took a cross-country trip and stayed exclusively at homes of homeschoolers that she mm -hmm. met up on, you know, online discussion groups. So I think that freedom to travel and have a, a broad experience of the world as your children are growing up is something that is is much harder when you've got to, you know, be in school or miss school or or conform to the vacation that happens, you know, during the two weeks in the summer when everybody else is on vacation, you know, that kind of thing. Right, sure, exactly. Yeah, so the, the freedom of schedule is certainly a, a big plus to homeschooling, no doubt about it. Well, let's, uh, let's change gears a little bit now and talk about your Institute for Excellence in Writing and what exactly that is, why you started it, and what kind of resources people can find there. Well, we we essentially are a, a publishing company. So although we're named Institute, which sounds kind of academic, we do a lot of seminars and 
um, student classes, live classes in different parts of the country, I guess I could say the world. Um, but most of our business is with publishing video materials, books to go with those that are aimed at helping teach the arts of language. The four language arts are, are listening, speaking, reading, and writing. And so our materials are, are themed around those. We started with the English composition because I discovered this program back in uh, 1990. I went to a uh, week-long teacher training course in Canada and learned this thing called the, the blended structure and style in composition and came back. I was actually teaching in a school at that time, and it was, uh, it was so successful with my 7th and 8th grade students. Uh, I then left that and, and started some after-school classes, and then once we got more homeschooling, uh, and, and by 1995, I was just convinced this is the absolute best way to to teach writing to any kids, whether they're talented writers and love it or resistant, reluctant writers and, and haven't had good experience. It works for everyone. So in uh, 1994, I taught my first seminar. In 95, we made a horrendously bad set of videotapes. Um, <laughs> People people would, would call up and say, oh, my friend said you have these videos. I'd say, no, no, you don't want these. Wait till I come and do a seminar in your city. Where do you live? Help me set one up. You know. And uh, we redid them much more professionally in 2000 after I had gone full time. And uh, we recently redid our main course, Teaching Writing Structure and Style, last November in Dallas with a fancy studio and a bunch of cameras and sound people and a makeup girl, and it was, oh, what a production. So we've tried to continue to update and expand, but our core system has always been the same, and that is we teach writing through modeling and imitation, the use of rubrics and checklists, and providing students with the content so they don't get stuck with that blank page, blank brain, I can't think of what to write, which is something that I think almost every homeschool mom has heard at one point. I, I can't think of anything. I just heard it today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, our, yeah. Right, I was going to say our approach is to um, provide content for children so they can learn how to move an idea from existing source text into what we call a keyword outline and then represent those ideas. And then through our syllabus of structural models and um, ways of getting information, we, we gradually wean the student from kind of the dictated content, you know, retell this information, retell this fable, toward the blank page, which is, you know, think of what you want to write and write it. Yeah, so a moves to a logical progression there. Mm -hmm. So, what, so the um, the resources that you have available, they uh, are they actual courses or are they material that goes along with the course, or do you have both? Or yeah, we have both. Um, our main course, teaching writing structure and style, is it's a when it's live, it's a full two day seminar. It's about twelve hours of content that teaches the parent, the teacher, the parent. Mm -hmm. how to teach this system to children of all ages or any age or aptitude. So once the parent learns how to, learns it for themselves, works out a few of the little exercises, does some of the practicums, once they understand it, 
then they can teach it to, uh, like I said, students of all different ages, aptitudes, levels of experience, and then we sell materials supplemental to help them do that, either additional video courses or lesson plan books. Uh, we've since expanded out into an early reading program called the Primary Arts of Language, an early writing program. Um, we also have uh, speech boot camp, poetry memorization, and uh, a whole lot to do with uh, literature as well, all the way up to the high school level. Okay, fantastic. So you could actually uh, use the material you have there for a you know, full-fledged language arts program. Yeah, I, I would say that. I don't like the term quite so much just because it carries a lot of baggage, you know, yeah, language right. arts. People think, oh, there's <laughs> all this stuff. But, uh, yes, honestly, if if you teach writing with our system, uh, you end up teaching the grammar. You end right. up teaching the um, stylistic techniques of literature. You end up teaching spelling. You you really mm -hmm. – I, I like to think of language arts as being integrated rather than uh, too many different things you have to worry about. Because right. let's face it, there's just too many things to have to there worry is. about when you're homeschooling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no doubt about it. Very good. Now, you are a, a fantastic speaker. I, I have seen you or heard you a couple of times. And the first time, actually, my, my children heard you and my wife, and they said, you need to go next year and hear Andrew Pudo. He's great. So um, you, you have a way of being able to hold people's attention, especially with your humor and things like that. So uh, I'm assuming you're going to be doing the uh, homeschooling tour and, and networking at all the various uh, – outlets that homeschoolers have over the over the summertime. Do you want to just uh, highlight a couple of places you're going to be? Oh, sure. Yeah, I, I do love the conference circuit. I love getting out and meeting people and teaching them useful things. And you're right. I find that humor is a very effective uh, spice to keep people attentive and uh, focused. But I think the, the meat of what I teach is what really carries the day. Um, I will uh, be in your neck of the woods at the HAV uh, in uh, Virginia. I think that's June 12th, 13th, something like yes, that. Yes, I think that's right. Um, and I'm also going to be doing a high school essay intensive, which is a 8.30 to 3.30 full-day seminar for high school students on how to write essays, especially in preparation for or say the SAT or ACT or the college application or academic essay. So it's a packed day. And uh, some of the cities I'm going to, I'll, I'll do that seminar on Thursday close to or at the same venue as the convention. And the HAV people uh, are being very helpful in, in helping provide the facility. But let's look at the calendar here. Uh, this weekend is the Great Homeschooling Convention in um, Cincinnati, that's I think the biggest one in the country, uh, then Wichita, and then Massachusetts. Um, first weekend in May is my own stomping grounds, Oklahoma City. And then I get a week off there, second week in May, my son, uh, number six child, 18-year-old Christopher, is graduating from uh, high school program, so they're having a little homeschool graduation ceremony uh, on the 9th. Um, Inch in Michigan, uh, up in Lansing, always love to go go up there. It's so pretty in May. Um, Minnesota Catholic homeschooling, 29-30 of May. I'm going off to the wilds of Wyoming, first weekend in June, then HAV, and then we finish up pretty much June with the uh, Great Homeschool Conference in uh, Ontario, California. So I've got a busy few months ahead of me.
Yeah, sounds like just about every week you'll be uh, you'll be speaking and, and uh, getting the word out about your uh, excellence in writing program and everything else you have there. So that's fantastic. Uh, well, we're about done, but I just have uh, a few more questions for you that uh, I, I like to kind of just speed through and kind of one-liners or something like that. But um, first thing is, uh, what would you say is the best advice that you could give to a homeschooling family? And let's let's tailor that particularly towards teaching writing. Oh, towards teaching writing. Um, well, it's it's one of the topics I address in my talk called "The Four Deadly Errors of Teaching Writing." Uh, which is a free download off our website. So if anyone's interested, they can go to uh, IEW.com, look at um, downloads. Uh, we also have uh, other free articles and, and things I've written, so you can explore our website. But the, I think the one that we're most likely to fall into of these four deadly errors is withholding help. And so in terms of you know teaching writing to students, the most important advice I could say, you know, particularly if you've got a child who's struggling or reluctant or, or unconfident, is don't be afraid of helping too much. You cannot okay. help a child too much. And, and you worry, oh, no, if I tell him this or if I dictate that or if I do this for him, I'll be helping too much. I've got good news. You cannot possibly help a child too much because they tell you when they don't need help. Don't they? <laughs> right? They're, yeah, they're wired they for independence. They're wired for independence. So actually what we discover in the teaching of a skill, that's something you do, such as writing, painting, playing an instrument, uh, swimming, confidence, uh, independence is the result of, of a critical mass of confidence, information, experience. And when they have that critical mass, that's when they say, okay, mom, I got it. Leave me alone. You know, I can do this now. But by withholding help, we can actually impede independence and destroy confidence. So that would be my uh, my number one bit of advice, particularly as it pertains to the teaching of a skill like writing. Okay, very good. And what would you say is the best resource that you have found helpful uh, for homeschooling? It doesn't have to be writing-related, but it certainly can be that maybe you all have used or something that you have come across recently or that you would recommend uh, resource-wise? Well, I think if there's one book I wish I had read 10 years before I found it, um, it it's a bit of a controversial book in some circles. People tend to either, you know, love it or be suspicious of it, but it's called A. Thomas Jefferson Education by Oliver DeMille. Are you are you familiar with that book, Steve? I am not, actually, no. Mm -hmm. Well, DeMille doesn't talk about Thomas Jefferson per se, but he talks about the type of education that Thomas Jefferson had. He calls it a leadership education. Uh, we might also refer to it as a classical liberal arts education, the arts of free people. Uh, we might call it citizenship education. We might call it education for wisdom and virtue. But I think DeMille in that book does a tremendous job of articulating the vision for that type of education that we very oftentimes find ourselves striving for once we get off the you know, racetrack of books with numbers on the cover and things like that. Right. Um, you know, I always say with a caveat, um, as far as I understand, uh, DeMille is a Mormon, and some people 
have difficulty with that fact. Um, but, you know, I'm the first one to say I don't, I don't agree with everything in any book I read except the Bible, and sometimes I argue with it. Um, yeah, right. But uh, that is the one book I think gave the most significant shift of vision and has, has benefited some of my children because of that change of what are we really doing here. Uh, he kind of opened that up for me. So it's called A. Thomas Jefferson Education, uh, Oliver DeMille. You can get it online, Amazon. You can buy it from us at IEW.com. But that's, uh, I think, the one book I, I wish, if I could, could have read it 10 years before I found it, I would have been blessed. Okay, very interesting. Thank you. And then what is one takeaway that you would want the listeners to uh, take from this interview? If they could just take one thing, what would it be? Uh, I think I said it toward the beginning. Don't sweat the small stuff. When you have adult children, it's wonderful because you look at them and you realize that whether or not you finish the math book by the end of May is actually completely irrelevant in the big picture of their soul and who they become and and the type of, you know, adult child and then parent that they are. And I'm about, Steve, to have grandchild number eight. So I will now, in the next few months, have more grandchildren, grandchildren. than children, which is making yeah. me feel really old. <laughs> <laughs> but it's probably also mellowing you a little bit because you're realizing, you know what, it all worked out. <laughs> It all worked out, and and I guess, you know, the corollary of that is the, perhaps the least important thing about growing up is academics. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. the most important things we all know, you know, character and, and self-discipline and vision and joy of learning. We, we can all talk, say that all the time, but then tomorrow comes and we didn't finish the chapter, and we're thinking, oh, no, we're getting behind. So yeah. don't sweat the small stuff, and that's small stuff. Yeah, you know, the reality of it is, a a um a desire in an adult to learn can learn everything that they they would learn in high school in you know six months or something if they wanted to if they had the desire and the ability so absolutely um, <laughs> that's that's very good all right well great how can uh people reach you if they want to find out more about you i'm going to put a, a link in the show notes obviously to some of the things that you have mentioned in your web page and that kind of stuff but um, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, how, how is the best way for them to do that? Well, um, IEW.com, it's an easy website to navigate. There's, uh, you know, contact us. And if someone has a question in general about what we do, I've got a great team of people that are able to answer all those questions. If it's a specific question for me, just put, you know, um, attention Andrew, and they'll forward that message to me, and I'll be happy to uh, find out how I could serve them. All right. Very good. Well, thank you so much again for your time and for being with us. And uh, I know that the listeners will uh, find all kinds of value in, in what you've contributed to our conversation. And um, I want to thank you and I look forward to uh, seeing you here in a few months out here at the Home Education Association of Virginia conference. Yeah, maybe we can grab a cup of coffee or something. All right. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. Thank you. For more information about what is covered in this show, as well as all the other shows that we have already conducted, you can go to www.homeschoolhope.com.